Running the option on first down. Hagan has it. He has Rome. He's got one man to beat. Now he pitches to Flanagan, and he may take it all the way. Flanagan's in for the touchdown. McKinley Wright from the logo. Got it. Oh, McKinley Wright. Welcome in to the DNVR Buffs podcast presented by Green Mountain Dental. I'm Henry Chisholm, and before we jump into today's show, because there is a whole bunch of news worth talking about, uh, which is really exciting because we haven't had actual like Buffs-related news in, um, honestly, weeks. So this is going to be uh, a good time because it's, it's actually good news, too. So uh, hopefully you guys enjoy today's show. First of all, though, Green Mountain Dental Group. Uh, I've been telling you guys a lot about my teeth recently, ever since they became the presenting sponsor of this podcast. And uh, the more I think about it, the more I'm just kind of shocked with myself by the fact that I haven't gone to the dentist. And as long as I've gone to the dentist, it's some uh, crazy stuff that I need to get figured out. And now maybe since Green Mountain Dental Group is the presenting sponsor of this podcast, uh, my good friend Lindsay, who runs the sales here, will hook me up with uh, uh, maybe some sort of like discount. I'm not sure. That's, that's all behind the scenes stuff you don't have to worry about. But what I can tell you is that Lindsay herself has gone to Green Mountain Dental, and she actually got her wisdom teeth out. She said that it was the greatest dentist experience of her life. I think she actually said literally the greatest experience of her life. Um, they sent her a card. The doctor called her personally just a few days after uh, she had her wisdom teeth out. And uh, if, if that's not a testament to the kind of people that run Green Mountain Dental Group, then maybe this is. They're the best damn family-owned dentist in the metro area, and they're also extreme Colorado sports fans, just like all of us. And if you support them, then you're supporting Colorado sports fans, and you're also supporting all of us at DNVR. So make it happen. Schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam, and you'll receive a free Sonicare toothbrush. Tweet at us when you go, tag us, tag them, and show them how this community can support our biggest supporters. Remember, get a cleaning x-ray and exam at Green Mountain Dental Group, which is in Lakewood, just 15 minutes away from downtown Denver, and you'll receive a free Sonicare toothbrush. It's a steal, so uh, don't miss this opportunity. All right. So, some news. Uh, it's been about 23 days since we learned that there would be no Pac-12 sports until at least January 1st. Today is our first real, first real bit of information that would make us think that maybe that won't be the case. There have been a couple rumors floating around, but none of them substantiated. Today, though, at about 1 o'clock, I got the email about a media video conference uh, that was happening this afternoon. Uh, I, of course, clicked on the link and joined the Zoom call, which was hosted by the good people at the Pac-12. Uh, and uh, the participants were Larry Scott, the Pac-12 commissioner, 
Douglas Bryant, the president and CEO of Quidel Corporation. Uh, Dr. Doug Ackerman, who we've been hearing a lot from recently throughout this pandemic, um, who he is the Oregon State Senior Associate Athletic Director for Sports Medicine. And he's also the chair of the Pac-12 Student Athlete Health and Wellbeing Initiative. And uh, the final participant on the panel was Dr. Kim Harmon, the section head of sports medicine for the University of Washington. And they were all getting together to announce a pretty cool new partnership. Honestly, there hasn't been anything like this throughout the course of the pandemic and throughout all these schools and conferences attempt to return to sports. Here's essentially what's happening. So Quidel Corporation is a it's a it's like a medical company that was the first to receive FDA approval on uh, fast acting testing. They are now trying to get their tests into the hands of all of the Pac-12 athletics departments. This is some really big news, and it's a really big partnership, and uh, it really does open the door for the return to sports to happen in the Pac-12 a lot sooner than any of us really anticipated, especially after the decision they came to a few weeks ago. Um, essentially, that's how it works. They, they make the tests. It's... Uh, it's a 15-minute turnaround from the time you take the test until the time you get your results. This allows all of these schools to test their student-athletes daily, which is a huge step in the right direction. You know, we talked a lot about that Austin P. Central Arkansas game. Well, they had their own testing standards that uh, they thought were good enough, and those standards said that they had to be taking tests at least three times a week. This is a huge step because it allows you to find who has the coronavirus before, at least in theory, they are able to share that uh, virus with others? Um, because of the way the virus works, um, they, the, the people who are infectious don't become infectious until after they would test positive, at least theoretically, in this test. Um, which would mean, um, at least in theory, that you would now only need to quarantine those who actually have the coronavirus instead of everybody who's come into contact with somebody who has had the coronavirus, um, which is the current situation. So if you've been following along with this podcast, you know all about what's happening at Auburn. At Auburn, they haven't been able to practice for, um, I guess, over a week now. Um, and, and that's because they've had a handful of players test positive and all of those players have come into contact with others, whether it's on the practice field, in the weight room, in the meeting rooms, or because they're roommates. And so everybody who's come into contact with somebody who's had the coronavirus is being forced to sit out because you can't risk them potentially having it. With this test, you're able to figure out whether you have it within 15 minutes and you figure it out before you become infectious. These are the key points. Now, the doctors on the panel said that this isn't like some huge uh, just fix-all type of deal. It, uh, it, it They said a lot of things like, you know, you could make the argument that you wouldn't need to quarantine those who've come into contact with those with the illness, only those who actually have the illness. They never went so far as to say that you actually should do that or you actually could do that but that that argument is now on the table, which at least is a very big step in the right direction. Um, to give a little bit of context to how this changes things, when the decision was made about three weeks ago to uh, postpone all events through the end of the year, the expectation of the Pac-12 was that they would get 
access to rapid testing that they could implement daily sometime in the end of November. So because these units, I forget what they're called, I can look it up in a second, are being shipped to all of the Pac-12 schools by the end of September, basically you've moved up the timeline for everything by about eight weeks. There's still a bunch of other hurdles that need to be cleared. Um, the biggest being that the states need to allow the schools to compete. Um, in California, all of the regulations they have prohibit the student athletes from gathering in the way that they would need to gather to have football practices, for example. And, and that's a problem, but uh, we're starting to see some wiggle room. You know, the, the Chargers and the Rams obviously have been granted exceptions by the state of California so that they can practice. Um, and part of the reason is probably because they do have daily testing and all the other protocols in place. So we've at least seen the government there have some sort of wiggle room or allow some sort of wiggle room um, to sports entities before, especially when they have the type of standards that the NFL and the Rams and the Chargers have had. This brings the Pac-12 up closer to that level. Um, in Oregon, there are other regulations that are very similar that uh, also would restrict actual football practice from occurring. Um, but the governor has come out and said, essentially, that, uh, they, that she wouldn't let Oregon or Oregon State have a competitive disadvantage if that is what were to happen. So you can take that for what you want. Uh, I read into it that she would let them practice if the rest of the Pac-12 was practicing. So uh, there's a little bit of an update on what's going on there too. The partnership, so the way it works is, um, I guess we haven't gotten all the details about where the money comes from or who's giving money to who, any of that kind of stuff. But the... Uh, Partnership allows Quidel, which is trying to create more of these machines and try to get them out into the public to get more data points in, in a group where it's really tough to get data points. And that was something that uh, Douglas Bryant, who is, again, the president and CEO of Quidel, really hammered home when he was talking with us today um, that, that this is kind of an opportunity for that corporation to spend a lot of time studying what's happening with young people and again that's not an easy thing to do it's um it's a big step it's a really big step and larry scott is non-committal and he typically is non-committal in these situations he wasn't willing to say i expect that we're going to be able to change the policy that says that there will be no pac-12 sports until january 1st at the earliest um but he said he wouldn't say no when asked if uh, he, if, if there will be sports before the end of the year, again, a, a pretty big step in the right direction. Um, some other interesting conversations that they had included, uh, the, the non-conference possibilities because of the way these machines work. Um, so far, essentially, uh, pretty much everybody who's returned to play all of the conferences have said that we're playing conference only. And the reason is that they can hold all of the teams they'll be playing each other to the same standards. You know, you don't have a situation where Colorado's playing Fresno State and Colorado's testing every day. They're holding people out if they've come into whatever qualifies as contact to them and all of that kind of stuff. Whereas Fresno State could be testing once a week and maybe not 
holding themselves to such stringent guidelines. Um, and then all of a sudden, you play the football game. You have Colorado on the field. They're breathing on Fresno State, which is probably fine. Fresno State's breathing on Colorado, which may not be fine because of the protocols they have in place. That's why all these schedules have been primarily conference only. Now that there's rapid testing, it does open the door to non-conference games. Um, at least that one argument couldn't be used against it because you could test all of the opponent's players the morning of the game and have the results back within 15 minutes and know who's safe to be put into situations where they could come into contact with others and which players should be held out. Again, a big development. Larry Scott, again, very non-committal on that particular issue said essentially my job is to look the student athletes in the eyes to look the administrators at the schools in the eyes to to look uh the coaches in the eyes the parents in the eyes he's talked a lot about the eyes and uh he said essentially that until he is totally sure that everybody is being held to the standard that these student athletes are holding themselves to and these schools are holding these student athletes to that you really can't have any wiggle room in terms of the conference non-conference stuff, but the door is opening in a way that it has me excited and it probably should get everybody else excited as well. Um, before we move on, I do want to give a quick shout-out to our friends over at Breckenridge Brewery. Um, they have been an incredible partner of ours for so long, and I'm really excited to drink more of their beers tonight. Uh, Nuggets playing about an hour. I'm at the DMVR bar. The plan was to go home to record this show. It's been a bit of chaos. So here we are. And uh, after all of this, I cannot tell you how excited I am to decompress with a big old strawberry sky. And that's going to be on the way here um, as soon as this show's over, which is pretty cool. And I hope you guys are happy for me, I guess. Um, if you guys want to try any Breckenridge beers, you can do so by ordering through Drizzly. Uh, you can use the beer locator on the Breckenridge Brewery website. It'll tell you where you can try whatever Breckenridge beer it is that you do want to try, whether it's the Strawberry Sky, the Vanilla Porter, the Avalanche Amber Ale, the new uh, Pumpkin Spice Latte, which is a really good one that I'm uh, also excited to drink tonight because I'm going to be having at least one of those as well um again the beer locator breckenridge brewery website it'll tell you where you can find whatever beer it is you want to try um you can check at costco at king supers liquor stores grocery stores the farmhouse down in littleton is a great place to get a bite to eat if you want to try out some breckenridge beers too um great spot if you haven't checked it out yet seriously you should and uh they uh can give you a discount if you use the code dnvr when you order for uh curbside pickup um, between noon and 8 p.m. Code DMVR. Saves $5. It's a good deal. Uh, also want to give a shout-out to our friends at DraftKings. They're making my night great, too, because they're letting me bet on the Nuggets, which is one of my favorite things to do because it always pays off. I caught the Nuggets when they were down 3-1. I, I, I had actually taken them in the series uh, to win the series before the series even started. I doubled down at 3-1. I did again at 3-2. At 3-3, like, you just have to do it again. And all those bets hit, and it was a pretty good day for me. I'm hoping to have more of those days, especially because you can get the Nuggets at plus 600 to win this series, which, you know, who knows if they will, who knows if they won't. I think the odds are better than the odds that uh, DraftKings seems to think they have. Plus, if you throw 10 bucks down, all of a sudden, you've got 70 bucks coming right back at you if they win this series, which is a good way to stay uh, interested and feel like you uh, have just a little bit more on the line, which is a feeling that... 
I think a lot of us at DMVR cannot get enough of thanks to this partnership with DraftKings Sportsbook. Um, you can download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code DMVR to take advantage of this no-brainer of an offer. That's promo code DMVR to get in on all of the action. For a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook, must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Other terms and conditions and restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All right. Uh, back in with just a couple more details from uh, this uh, media webinar before we get out of here for the day. The first is this. Um, the doctors on the panel were asked about the myocarditis, which was a, a big reason that a lot of people thought the Pac-12 used to decide um, to shut down sports. Um, because you remember the myocarditis is essentially uh, scarring on the heart, which can cause problems. Um, when, when student athletes die which you know happens a couple of years and this is kind of a weird thing to talk about but uh when it does happen about 10 percent of the time it's because of myocarditis um just for some sort of frame of reference so try to think of how often that happens 10 percent, whatever um and there you go uh so news broke today that the the i think the head physician at penn state says that about one third of the big 10 student athletes who have tested positive for the coronavirus have also tested positive or, or have shown symptoms at least of the myocarditis. It's big news and it's a big problem because that is a dangerous ailment that will stick with you for a, a long time. It, it is not a good thing. Um, the doctors on the panel today were asked about that myocarditis and what we heard from the Penn State doctor who again said one third of the Big Ten student athletes who tested positive have shown symptoms of the myocarditis. And they said that they think that maybe too much attention is being placed on the myocarditis, which was interesting that they thought that people were focusing on that too much and not enough on some of the other things that can happen as a result of COVID-19. To be honest, I don't know what exactly all those different things are. The myocarditis has grabbed all the headlines, and so that's where my attention has gone, and that's why we've talked about it so much. Um, but that is interesting, and I'm not really sure whether to take that as maybe this isn't as big of a problem as it was portrayed to be when the Pac-12 was making this decision, the Big Ten was making the same decision, using information about the myocarditis about three weeks ago. <sighs> Was it an overreaction to that information from the media? Was it an underreaction to other things? It was kind of unclear what his point was, but he did say uh, that we are focusing too much on that in particular. I don't know what exactly that means, but that's a storyline that we've been following on this podcast, and that is the latest update on it. So uh, it's worth passing that along at the very least. Um. Again, the 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 big takeaway here is that uh, all of a sudden the door is much more open for a college football season than it previously was, and and even a college basketball season that starts on time. You know, the the NCAA is now considering pushing back the start of the college basketball season. Um, a couple of the dates that have been thrown around um are like november 
fifth-ish, you know, early December maybe, which would mean that the Pac-12, if things stand as they are now, would miss out on the first month or so of the college basketball season. Uh, Larry Scott said that he's kind of been hoping that they'll push it back because it fits their timeline a lot better. Um, again, that timeline is a little bit up in the air, and there are a lot of a lot of factors that contribute to when the Pac-12 will decide ultimately that it can safely return to sports. Um, one of those is the rapid testing, the daily testing that will be accessible about eight weeks earlier than anticipated. The other is... Uh, the other is the regulations that the states and the cities and the counties and everybody places on the student athletes. Um, we'll see. We'll we'll see uh, how things go here. But this is a a big day, a big day, at least in terms of trying to get sports back. Um, the last question of the day, I can't remember who asked it, but uh, he did uh, he did push Larry Scott a little bit and say essentially, so. You decided that you could not play sports until January 1st at the earliest. Now, about three weeks later, this is happening, and you're deciding that maybe it is possible. And again, Larry Scott was noncommittal. He said he wouldn't say no to starting the season before January 1st, starting sports before January 1st. Um, the guy asked pretty much what's changed. Like, do you think you've made a mistake? I think <laughs> might've been the, the words out of his mouth. And Larry said, no. And he laid out why. Um, and I think that even though, uh, a lot of people, myself included, think that it probably is time to do away with Larry Scott. And it probably is time to replace him um, as the Pac-12 commissioner because of just what's happened under his watch. You do got to give him a chance to defend himself. And uh, the point that he wanted to make was this whole deal came together very quickly. Very quickly. Um, and, and that was actually the answer to a lot of questions that regarded what is the next step from here which kind of bothered me. And honestly, let's go down this tangent before we jump back to the other stuff. Why would you hold a press conference before you've had a chance to like talk with everything, everybody about what this means and what to expect and the plans that could be in place. And I think the easy answer is so that you can use that as an excuse, which he did when asked often about, uh, what does this mean about basketball? What does this mean about football? Can we get sports back early? What, what is going on here? Which, I mean, a lot of those questions were asked, especially because there weren't any great answers. And most of the time he just said, hey, this is a thing that we just realized we could do and we just formulated this partnership very recently and it came together quickly and we haven't had a chance to totally decompress and totally figure out what we can do to work together and make these things happen. Um... I think that that's a mistake. I think that if you're going to announce a partnership like this, maybe push it back a day, maybe push it back a couple of days so that, um, so that you can answer all these questions. But, uh, that is kind of what went on there. Um, back to the Larry Scott kind of defending himself and his decision, the conference's decision a few weeks ago, he essentially said at the time, because this all did come together so quickly, like, we didn't even think this was a possibility. When we were looking through when could we get daily testing with results that come back quickly, we said it was going to be until November, probably late November, before we could get every school to have those capabilities. 
that is a, a big portion, or at least it sounded like it was a big portion of the reason that that they uh, decided to hold off on sports until at least January 1st. Because it was kind of framed that way, it does make me think even more so that this uh, could uh, mean that we aren't waiting until January 1st. Um, again, that'd be huge news. I think we're all rooting for that. And uh, hopefully hopefully it all works out. Um, it's definitely a very big step, a very significant step. And um, it's exciting. It's exciting to say the very least. Um, we'll be following along with this as it continues, of course, because it is, I mean, the first very big and real development that we've seen in um, the three weeks since the decision was made for sports to be canceled through uh, December 31st. If you guys have any thoughts, any comments, and, and also if you read anything, I'm curious because I haven't had a chance to totally like look around and see what the perspectives are and what other people are saying this means for uh, the Pac-12. Uh, I've shared with you what I think it means. I think it means that the odds are better that we're going to see football sooner than we thought we were going to see football. What exactly it looks like? I, it'll take some time. So, yeah, if you guys have any thoughts, any comments, any of that stuff, you can leave them in the comments section of the post for today's show at thedmbr.com. We will get to all of those. And um, I don't know. It's exciting. It's really exciting. And I hope that um, more good news like this continues because if that's the case, we might get Buffs football before the end of the year, which would be just so great. Um before we get out of here, I want to give a quick shout out to WGT. That's World Golf Tour. If you guys haven't joined us yet, I don't know what you're doing. World Golf Tour. It's a great way to stay engaged with the DMVR community um, because we play these weekly tournaments that are so much fun. It's super competitive. We're filling up our third clubhouse um, on the WGT app. Which means that we're closing in on like 750 people who are playing with us and playing in these tournaments. And again, it's super competitive and it's a lot of fun. And uh, it's it's the most realistic, it's the most popular golf game on the market. And it's the official gaming partner of DNVR. And again, supporting our partners is supporting us. And so we appreciate when you do that. When you download WGT by going to dnvrgolf.com and downloading it... Uh, you're going to uh, see a lot of things you like. You know, there are a lot of fun courses you can play. Uh, Beth Page Black, St. Andrews, um, so many. Um, and there are also uh, a bunch of really cool perks about the uh, equipment that you get to use in the game. It's, it's all based on real-life stuff. Uh, you could probably find, like, your actual golf clubs in the game, which I think is really cool. Uh, for me personally, I don't use them because I can get better golf clubs than the ones I actually have in real life. But they have they have brands like uh, Titleist and Callaway and, and so many of those. Again, just a whole lot of fun. We have some free time because there is no Buffs football. And uh, if you go to dmvrgolf.com, you can download WGT Golf today. Uh, join the country club, the DNVR country club. Um, I think the third one, it's DMVR 3 is the one that there's still room in. And come play games with us because uh, games are fun. That's going to do it for today's show. I will be back tomorrow on Friday with another episode of the DMVR Buffs podcast. Um, and at that point, I'll have had a chance to sleep on this new information from the Pac-12, and maybe we'll have some cool ideas. Maybe you guys will have some cool ideas that you can share in the comments section. Um, I'll see you then. I think
Like my Colorado. Sweat.